0: The time has come, sister. You must put your plot against Dooku into effect now. He isn't ready, mother. He needs more training. He has to be ready. Together, the two of you will be able to eliminate the cult. But you must act now. We cannot keep your new assassin a secret forever. I will have my revenge. You will, sister
1: there's over 150 hours of Star Wars on film this is the Star Wars binge where we select order and elevate the best 40 hours of the Star Wars canon my name is Jeff Cook I teach philosophy at UNC in Greeley and in Denver Colorado is the Daniel Mothershed Playwright, comedian, and pop culture enthusiast. That's true. This is the sound of my voice. My man! How's it going? The Bad Batch just finished uh, up for us at the time of this recording yesterday, and I'm... That's right. ...wringing my hands on whether or not we can actually say best 40 hours here in the binge. We may have to expand some stuff.
2: Uh, See, and I I am embarrassingly behind on The Bad Batch, so...
1: It may be the case that you could hold off and I might add four or five episodes of that sucker.
2: (laughs) Oh, and then,
1: and then you would just like pick up (laughs)
2: right right, right.
1: right on track with the rest of the bench. Perfect. They had some, I mean, uh, for me, it felt a lot like the clone wars where, you know, about two thirds of it is stuff that you kind of watch and you're like, okay, yeah, that's good. And I'm moving on. And then there's a third of those episodes that are truly grand. And super enjoyable. That's great. So maybe we'll do that. In terms of news for us, however, this is the last episode in Act One of The Binge. We've divided the best 40 hours of Star Wars up into six acts, and we've arrived at the end of Act One. Uh, We called Act One Students. We obviously set it up with an intro a few episodes back. And so I suppose since this is Act One called Students, we have come to the graduation here.
2: Yes, we have.
1: Act two, we're going to call darkness, because you know what? That second act, you need to...
2: Yeah, once you get out into the real world after you've graduated, you realize how the world is a dark and awful place. This is it. This is is the way. (laughs) This This is is the way. way. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
1: Well, this final episode is season three, episode 14. It's called Witches in the Mist. And there's a lot to like here. A lot to like here in terms of the arc as a whole. Uh, and a lot to like here in terms of it feels like a great, you know, serialized episode ending of a season. Yeah. It's like all the people are in the right places now and, and we're going to some new places in the future
2: and, and I'm excited to see it. Yes, yeah, sets up a lot of future storytelling mm. and conflicts.
1: Mm. Well, the proverb begins, the path to evil may bring great power, but not
2: loyalty. That is true.
1: <laughs> That's exactly what I said when I looked at. it. I was like, "All right, yeah." Yeah,
2: we've lived that for the last five years. <laughs> <I've> <laughs> they ought to buff out whatever the hell is carved into the int- above the entrance of the uh, congressional building now, yeah. and just re- and just add that. Don't even put it in. Don't even put it in Latin. Put it in the Star Wars language, just right above the thing. <laughs> Well, jumping off of that, the announcer says... Mysterious
3: deaths. Unknown to the Jedi, a new threat has been unleashed on the galaxy. Savage oppress, a pawn in the dangerous game between Count Dooku and his former assassin, Ventress. The victims of his brutal massacre on the planet of Deveron are being returned to the Jedi Temple for evaluation. It's up to the Jedi Council to find this mysterious killer and eradicate him.
1: And we see Savage killing Jedi in the last episode, and we see one of those trihedral transport landing on Coruscant. And this opening scene I thought was just beautiful. It is dark and rainy, and four clones come out wearing this enhanced armor that is bulky, and their visors glow green. Real uh, captivating scene here, I thought.
2: Oh yeah, absolutely.
1: This is an elite group called Delta Squad. It's their first appearance. And I like this move. I like this move of having the ultra elite clones being responsible for going and recovering the bodies of dead Jedi.
2: Yeah, fallen Jedi. Yeah,
1: super cool. Since we've already done the Lost Ones, we've seen that uh, Jedi bodies can be very valuable. Uh, Since we've seen the Mandalorian, we know that Jedi bodies can be very valuable. Not known at this point in time in terms of the creation. So there, it it emphasizes something that we've talked about a bunch, which is the separatist and Sith tradition has very little valuing of human life, of droid life. And yet here is the opposite.
2: Yeah. Nothing feels sacred with the Sith. I feel like you can't even call them traditions because I feel like if something is a tradition, therefore it must be a little bit sacred. So just their, their sort of daily habits don't seem to value or appreciate anything like that.
1: Gonna put a pin in that. The what is taking place here I think is, is worth talking about for a while, but the image here then of these Jedi generals. And again, I mean think about US military. Think about like a handful of generals going out to meet the casket, you know, of a fallen comrade who was also high level Jedi on a who was responsible, you know, for a planet, who's been executed, who's been assassinated actually.
2: Yeah, in a in a brutal and confusing way by somebody who you don't know who it was. Like, there's a lot of yeah. just lot of <laughs> unknown, disturbing things going on.
1: And that's it. It's not just that there's been an assassination; it's that uh, there's a lot of unknowns. That's good. There was a movie with Harrison Ford a while back. It's a Tom Clancy movie. Um, yeah. It's the second in the Harrison Ford, Paul Ryan, not Paul Ryan, Jack
2: Ryan. Yeah, those movies would have been way worse if they were about Paul Ryan.
1: <laughs> Jack Ryan series. What is it? Clear and Present Danger. Yes, I'm, trying, I'm
2: just going to say I was going to look it up, but yeah, that's right.
1: That was my favorite of the three with uh, Harrison Ford. I don't think other people like that one as much, but I love that one. It's the one with Defoe, and uh, it's about uh, oh, yeah. a, a drug cartel, and the drug cartel assassinates a high-level... You know, no. They they assassinate a friend of the president of the United States, and kill his family, and that's how the story kind of starts. And Jack Ryan is sent down south, and the the investigation of this assassination is kind of the the hub of energy there. It just uh, you don't see a lot of political assassinations, you know, in recent history. Yeah, no. It's just not how how folks. Generally roll. Aside from, I suppose, except for the Russians, they're taking out uh, people with poison
2: tea. Yeah. Well, I guess if you want to talk about World War II, I guess he wasn't technically assassinated, but I mean, Mussolini was hung in the middle of the like, the city.
1: I guess that, well, there you go. That's yeah. true. That I, that feels more like a uh, execution. A Right, <laughs> yeah, like, you go, yeah. You've uh, been uh, tried and found guilty by... Uh,
2: a jury of everyone who hates you.
1: I'm trying to think of something to quote from The Godfather there because they're all Italians circling up.
2: Leave the gun.
3: Take the cannoli.
2: Not to like wrap up my tinfoil hat and, and put my phone in the microwave before I say this or anything, but I mean I'm sure there. I'm sure every government has political assassinations that we aren't aware of, but sure. But yes, not not high profile publicized stuff.
1: I Suppose this case, yeah, like with leaders or something. Certainly with yep. agents on the ground or maybe secondary figures. I suppose there was that guy, uh, no, I take this back. Trump took out a Iranian uh, I can't remember that dude's name off the top of my head, but that was a the thing. there was a, it was he was a like kind of overseeing the nuclear science side of things. But here it is. I mean, one of your one of your generals killed up front. How are you
2: going to think through this? And not only the general, but like his, his student, his young student.
1: Yeah. There was an a, an execution just recently in Haiti for us, I suppose, in which the, I think he's a, he was a president or prime minister. I assume he's the president of Haiti was killed and his family was like, they were shot as well. I think his wife survived, Oof. but th- those images of like, it's not just they're coming after you, but they're going to kill your family as well. and at the same time uh, now that i'm thinking about it it does feel like those uh, countries in turmoil the leadership is a lot more susceptible to that kind
2: of violent at a show of power yeah i don't know how
1: high hamlet ranks on your shakespeare uh list i mean i suppose there's lots of uh yeah assassinations or regicides in in shakespeare
2: yes uh <clears throat> my th- this is a b- sentence i never thought i would say but my three ranked um regicide political assassination <laughs> plays are oh my god are i i go uh macbeth richard iii hamlet yep and then julius caesar caesar falls out of the top 3 the the, the thing about caesar is really interesting because i think caesar is the least interesting part of that play and it is more about how yeah that infrastructure is broken and the corruption that kind of weaves its way through the whole, mm-hmm. and that one feels the most prevalent to what we're talking about with Star Wars, just in, in, this, in the case of Palpatine and how this corruption has slowly just snaked through everything, and it's actually a lot less about the main thing and more about everything that's happening on the side that leads you to the main thing and how everything broke down, and like a great example of like what not to do. I agreed. Which is why every every like six years, when there's a political figure people disagree with, and some people do a production of Caesar where they tailor the Caesar to be like whatever current leader is in charge. I'm like, you're missing the point of this play. <laughs> it's 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 not it's, it's saying that we shouldn't do this. Yes. Never mind. What do I know?
1: <laughs> As somebody who spent 15 years uh, in ministry. I can I can speak to how the Bible is used in very similar ways
2: or is they they got a pretty clear stance on that, do they?
1: <laughs> some some <laughs> folks use uh passages to
2: to justify all sorts of buffoonery. Slowly back away from that.
1: Yeah, <laughs> slowly back back <laughs> away from the microphone again. Um I would say just since we're talking about political assassinations that the other thing that kind of came to my mind was just uh, was Game of Thrones. There's a lot of that going on in that show as well. From oh, my God, yeah. Tyrion killing Tywin to just it's the execution of political rivals in very uh, public ways at times.
2: I mean, the first season ends with a political execution. What? Yeah. Spoiler. The, the first season, how long ago was that? You're not going to watch it if you haven't watched it by now. It's not like the wire is the only acceptable show to say spoiler alert because most of us haven't seen the wire other than that.
1: This is, that that's a great line. I like that a lot because this is, that's absolutely true. Apparently it's a top five show ever, that's meant to be according amazing. to the foes and yeah. and we haven't taken the time to watch it yet. No, I want to. It's,
2: I think I have it to be perfectly honest. Like, it's, 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 it's not a... been opened
1: in this overly long intro. Uh, The one thing I I really wanted to talk about is the presentation of military caskets at like a hangar, a landing point, you know, the Air Force brings back a coffin wrapped in an American flag. And you will know this, in America, media photographers are not allowed to photograph those moments. And I think that is such a mistake in terms of both devaluing Sacrifices made that we should be aware of mm. um, Or, you know, during the last impeachment the, There was a photo released Of the president saluting a casket coming through And of course it had nothing to do with this person Who had died serving the country He had everything to do with Just remember, our glorious leader is really great You know, sort of thing As opposed to yeah. But here, we see this elite troop bringing out the casket. Senior generals are there to meet the body and hear the report and say, we wanna know the information so that we can, what? Respond effectively.
2: It's it's real reverence, not cheap political theater. Yeah. <clears throat> Slowly back away from the my... <laughs> wire.
1: <laughs> well, fun fact, the, the main character who is leading uh, this elite clone force is Sergeant Boss. <laughs> His number is R.C. 1138. Sergeant
2: oh. Boss. That is like... If that's not a nickname, that's the best name to go <laughs> into. Like, It's like... The, did you ever did you read the book Holes? The Lewis Sacker book Holes? Uh-huh. Can't make you, the, the It's not his real name, but the guy who's in charge of that camp, or the guy who's the main supervisor's name is Mr. Sir. Yeah. <laughs> Like that's right. Like that is the Sergeant Boss, Mr. Sir, th- those are the those are the head MFers in charge right there. <laughs> like you don't have to guess. Just gonna
1: double down right here. Yeah, exactly. And of course eleven thirty-eight is all over the Star Wars universe, uh, because of THX eleven thirty eight,
2: just fun fact. We should blast in that sound effect right behind you saying that too. <laughs> <laughs> that's
4: right, that's
2: right. <laughs> and there's a new character introduction for us
1: here. Uh, Standing with Plo Koon and Kenobi is a Jedi named Adi Galea. She is a Tholothian. Uh, These are the alien species that are characterized by the eight or so white tendrils hanging from her head. Uh, this character will be in a few of the upcoming episodes. She just has a single line here, but it's just worth acknowledging her presence and that her story and Savage's story are actually going to begin to overlap, and it's, it's actually even placed right here. They're in the same episode. Even though they don't have an encounter together, it may be the case that the show writers are intentionally placing them in similar episodes. Yeah. So Sergeant Boss comes down. <laughs> There were no (laughs) survivors.
2: No I'm sorry. It just makes me laugh. There were no survivors on Dev'ron. Everyone was killed, including Master Halsey and his Padawan.
0: In the past, only Dooku's assassin was capable of such an effort. But she was presumed dead at the Battle of Sulla.
3: Not everything is what it seems. There may be a new threat. Someone or something has eluded us. Perhaps a newly appointed Sith Lord.
2: There's times when it feels repetitive of the, like, (laughs) one group of Jedi is like, but how can this be? We were sure that this was not the thing that it was. And there's always (laughs) one guy that's like, I don't know, gang. Sometimes things aren't what they seem. It's like, yes, why are we all so certain about things that we don't... There's no way to have been certain that Asajj died. Like, it's not clear in that episode. Like... Yeah. Why is it only one guy that's like, I wonder if maybe on the outside chance she is alive. Huh? Just a thought.
1: Jedi need a good healthy dose of skepticism (laughs) injected (laughs) into their deliberations.
2: Yeah, don't just take things at face value. But he said he wasn't the guy.
1: (laughs) There are some of you who work in corporate world, and you're the one that's always bringing up the fact that this, this thing right here might go wrong. And everyone else is like, no, no, no. Just shut your mouth. You're just, you're spoiling Miller time. No. You're you're the reason that Sith Lords don't take over the galaxy.
2: Look, man, it's 3.45. We're out of here at four. (laughs) We don't have time to talk about what might go wrong. It's been a long week. People have been dying left and right. And you want us to think about ways we could prevent that happening? It's blue milk time. It's blue milk time.
1: That was the longest, like, laughing of that sort I've ever done in my life. (laughs) Not everything is what it seems. There may be a new threat. Here's one of the – we talked off mic about uh, how there's some parallels to other things. This is what Sidious says to Vader about Luke Skywalker. We have a new enemy, the young rebel who destroyed the Death Star. I didn't notice that yeah and that's kind of the position that savage has taken you know he's an acolyte and that's what vader is going to want luke to become an acolyte a uh an apprentice of of a sith and eh, it's just and plo koon is just aware plo koon always the voice of wisdom plo koon doesn't uh, frequently does just doesn't get things wrong
2: yeah i completely agree he he's he's such a great character and and yeah is one of the few guys that's like all right maybe everybody should wake up (laughs) pay a little attention
1: how is it that plo Koon and qui-gon aren't the ones that are leading the sucker it seems like yoda's a little bit a little bit uh got a little bit too many years in that chair and mace windu routinely has bad judgment
2: (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh i you know what i'll bet it is i think plo Koon and qui-gon are both too smart to be willing to take that job. Ah, oh, there it is. Gosh. I honestly think that's what like I've worked with some guys in, in my day job that that keep getting offered the opportunities to move up. Yep. One guy in particular has said, I I, I won't do it because uh, I, I don't want more responsibility and I know what that's going to entail. I think this is
1: this is this may be exposing one of the real problems with democracies that have a free press. I love democracies that have a free press, but nobody wants to actually have the job at the top where you're just going to have people who buy ink by the barrel have, <laughs> you know, billion-dollar websites. No, God, no. Giving you hell all day long. When, when XK8248 on Twitter calls me out for being a moron I get my my feelings hurt
4: <laughs> I have right. no
1: idea what it looks like when the New York Times editorial board says I think Jeff is really uh, just not very good at this job.
2: Well the nice thing is you can just retweet XK 148 <laughs> and be like did you like sorry I couldn't read this through all the typos and misprints and not facts and they delete their account that's, New York Times ain't gonna do that when you retweet no. them.
1: <laughs> that's why nobody wants that job.
2: yeah fair. And but they should, and that's a whole other conversation.
1: We need good people. We need good people to step up.
2: So there there needs to be like a there needs to be like a um, spotlight type film Mm -hmm. about Star Wars. (laughs) Okay, yeah, right. Like I just like in the same way that Eddie Izzard does that brilliant routine about the nobody ever eats in the Death Star in Star Wars. You never see anybody go down to the Death Star cafeteria. (laughs) Like there's no. Like, I want to see, are people reporting on this stuff? Like, is right. anybody investigating? Like, oh, that's weird. Darth Sidious has the same chin as Emperor Palpatine. Like, just, I, want, <laughs> I want to see that film. I'm available if, if Disney and Star Wars wants to go down this road. There's a comedy sketch to be made, at the very least. I'll milk a whole film out of it. <laughs> the money is right, everybody's got a price. We're just arguing over what it is.
1: Well, Kenobi says,
5: This is not the work of a Sith Lord or a Jedi, but a reckless, impulsive
1: animal. Cut to Dooku's castle. Dooku is igniting a lightsaber, and Savage, the reckless, impulsive animal, apparently, is before him. He does the same, and they begin circling each other. And they're next to that enormous green
2: stained glass window. The bad guy window, as I believe it's officially (laughs) known in architectural circles.
1: Do Bond villains just go into their architect and say, hey, can you give me the bad guy window?
2: The official term is the Blofeld hole, but it (laughs) doesn't sound great to say.
1: Well, Dooku simply moves away from all of Savage's attacks, and there is this like Muhammad Ali style where Savage is throwing haymakers and Dooku is just ducking to the side, and all of a sudden Savage goes you know, cascading into the corner because he misses again. Dooku then says, You have no technique. Savage gets up angry. Dooku parries a set of blows. he knocks Savage's saber away and the force lifts him by the throat.
3: Sloppy. But with the proper training, you could be a powerful warrior.
2: I get what he's doing, but this whole moment just feels like a... Uh, 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 rich horrible white man just creating an opportunity for himself to make somebody else feel belittled and small like yeah oh the guy who you had been with for 15 minutes and then sent to go kill some people and are now training for the first time now you're like oh you're not good at this thing that you're being taught how to do <laughs> right as you start yeah no kidding teach him
1: we could go back to uh Terrible high school football coaches, as we talked about in uh, Clone Cadets.
2: Yeah, it's yeah, just a guy relishing the opportunity to make another person feel small. Yeah, a friend of mine told me a story yesterday about uh, in their undergrad going into audition for a play, and then on the callback, what this <laughs> this like you know twenty-five to thirty-something-year-old white man did when when they got in the room was just not talk to them for five minutes. Okay, and that was it. Because he said he wanted to see what people would do if, you know, the social cues of talking weren't put in the room. And that's how he decided if he would cast them or not. And you just think, like, that is just a garbage person taking advantage of an opportunity to make people feel weird and small. And yeah. that's what Dooku is.
1: He's in control. He either is going to create a angry warrior who is has been... You know, beaten up so many times by him that he's now intimidated and afraid. Or he just gets to beat somebody up and, you know, fulfill that need he must have.
3: Win win.
1: (laughs) That's what it is. Well, Dooku says
3: You have a natural ability, but we must hone it. Are you up for the challenge of putting your hate to better use? Yes, Master.
1: And there it is. You need to get angry. That's a very common Sith move in these movies.
2: Right. Use your hatred. Let it flow through you. <laughs>
1: we cut to the Jedi Council Room.
5: Master Yoda, you called for me. Master
3: Kenobi, show you something. We must. We have recovered surveillance footage of the massacre on Davaron. We
1: see a hologram of action from the last episode. And Kenobi draws the wrong
2: conclusion. Darth Maul alive? It can't be. I killed
5: him myself.
2: <laughs> it's just another moment We're like, come on. Like, don't set him up to fetch it. You, you should have just said, remember, Darth Maul, this is a guy like him. Not like, we're going to play you this video and see if you have the wrong reaction. We're like, wait a minute. This couldn't be the same guy that I killed. You're right. It's not. Obviously, it's someone else.
1: There, There, there is a whole species of these folks. Right. Yeah. Come, come. Speaking of racist white men. Yeah. <laughs> Ken, Kenobi, not not looking very very good in this
2: scene. Uh, <laughs> So what they all those all those Abrax look the same. You <laughs> small minded racist.
1: Yoda steps in to correct.
3: Then <laughs> correct you are Obi Wan,
2: a creature of the same species he is from Dathomir. Kid <laughs> gloves. A creature of the same species. This was a test and you failed.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, Kenobi, it clicks. Dathomir.
5: The planet of the witches. I was under the impression that Darth Maul's homeworld was Iridonia.
3: Dathomir is the planet where Maul was raised. Iridonia is where the rest of the males of the species dwell. Travel to Dathomir. You must
2: find the source of this threat. You will exposition yeah we're just moving things along
1: (laughs) it's 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 pretty clean quick showing some of kenobi's uh places that he needs to be more culturally aware
2: look he's british (laughs) colonialism is what they do (laughs) it's hard to unlearn those habits
1: sorry to all of our english listeners
2: i'm not saying every um (laughs) it's not like america has a
1: very good track record by the way (laughs) Well yeah,
2: but if he had like if he was like firing off a bunch of guns, I would have made a comment about America. But he wasn't.
1: <laughs> well, we cut back to Serrano. We see Dooku and Savage in a grand courtyard, and there are a dozen large stone pillars. I love the setup for this scene. It's beautiful. So do I. And Dooku says You
3: must strengthen your connection with the force, my apprentice. Feel its power within you.
1: And then Dooku elevates and spins these pillars in this just majestic show of strength, lets them fall back into place, and he says to Savage, Now, lift them. Savage tries, and he's concentrating,
2: and then he says uh, he's unable to do it.
3: What you ask
2: is impossible. Very nice uh, parallel to Luke and Yoda. There it is. Dooku. Impossible.
3: The task is only impossible because you have deemed it so.
1: I love that as a, yeah, as an Empire throwback. Very different context, and again, there's a lot of Luke in this Savage character. I don't think I would have thought that uh, coming in.
2: we well, does feel. I mean, he is young. This is the first time he's ever done any of this, and he's clearly scared, even <laughs> though he's not necessarily in Luke's case but clearly in Savage's case he he's essentially the Hulk mm-hmm. but still terrified
1: it's true we have already seen and perhaps we'll see in the future that one of Savage's I don't want to call it a liability but his vulnerabilities is his care for his family and so we saw that in this arc already mm-hmm. and we may see that in episodes to come and that's exactly Luke's liability
2: yes friends and family Mm. which aren't actually liabilities in real life there's part of me that hates that when you see it in in, in science fiction or fantasy like this we're like it's not a liability to give a crap about your friends and family my god
1: weaponizing other people's care and affection for each other that's the villainy it's exposing villainy
2: yeah exactly
1: Dooku, uh, as we've noted before, but it's worth noting here, is Dooku's an apprentice of Yoda, so he may have heard this
2: before. <laughs> you know, do or do not. There is no try. His line is actually great. Uh, Dooku's line, when, when he says the thing is impossible, like, if you, if, you, if you extrapolated away the Sith element from it, like, that's a decent enough motivational thing. Yeah.
1: Like, what is Yoda's line? Luke says... I can't. And then the it's about his
3: size. size matters not. Look at me. Judge me by my size, do you? Hmm? Hmm. And where you should not. For my ally is the Force. And the powerful ally it is. Life creates it. Makes it grow. Its energy surrounds us. And binds us luminous beings are we not this crude matter you must feel the force around you here between you me the tree the rock everywhere yes even between the land and the ship
0: you want the impossible
1: Yoda in that scene just shames Luke. This is why you fail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dooku decides to go a different road. He beats him up. This is one of the <laughs> 482 times that we're gonna see Savage oh, electrocuted
2: yeah. by Dooku in this episode. Poor guy just gets the crap kicked out of him <laughs> by this 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 old teacher. Dooku says, You
3: must connect with your hatred! <laughs>
2: Focus on your power,
3: building. Do not think of anyone or anything else. <laughs> That's it. Your anger is your strength.
1: And Saraje gets up and says, I
3: hate you. Good.
1: And he's able to lift up the pillars. And Savage, not liking to be electrocuted, asks the, uh, <laughs> the electrocutor, "How does one defend
3: <laughs> against such power?" A wise master does not reveal all his secrets at once. In due time,
2: my apprentice. There's, there's a lot going on here. Are there not books and? F- versions of films and things in, in this world, because I just think, like, with Dooku doing this, it's like, you're torturing the crap out of this guy. And if you've, if you've got any awareness of, like, that's not going to end well for you. Like, yeah. nobody who holds a person captive and tortures them ends up walking away well from it. <laughs> now, granted, we know what happens with, with Dooku if we've seen the films, but it's like, yeah. this ain't, this ain't going to go well. Haven't you seen The Silence of the Lambs? <laughs> or the most recent Suicide Squad. You can't torture somebody and <laughs> not get choked to death between their thighs.
4: <laughs> That's
1: right.
2: I was thinking of getting hit in the head with a putter. But, I mean, Ooh, there's, there's, there's lots of the, <laughs>
1: that going on in that movie.
2: Oh, God, I forgot about that. that would, I cannot imagine how bad that would hurt. Oh,
1: <laughs> Anytime you break out the, the golf clubs, there's a, it's getting real. Yeah. I think getting hit in the face in the with a baseball bat or a golf club, that may be up there in terms of that's my central circle of hell. Like and I'm I'm thinking that's that's not enjoyable. Yeah. (laughs) My dad's a dentist and I've had to assist on repairing people's faces Mm -hmm. that just got mangled. It's some you're sitting there like I'm watching my dad who's just doing this. Like he does this daily, so he's used Mm -hmm. to blood spraying out of people's face. And I'm sitting there, like, with the the suction, (laughs) and all I gotta do is put water and suction there. (laughs) And he's like pulling people's teeth back out of the recesses that they got jammed back into. You're like, I didn't know the front teeth did that. (laughs) And he just does it with precision. You're just like, I'm throwing up on the person in front of me.
2: (laughs) Getting my teeth knocked out of my face is it like. I don't do anything that would make this happen but like just an irrational fear of mine so like as you're telling me this my face is just
1: like we lost at least 50 percent of our listeners so yeah this isn't for me today
2: (laughs) (laughs) we'll come back next week (laughs) (laughs) my circle of hell is just being underwater so that's easy to torture phobias man some big weird fish swim by
1: well i thought this was this is just a very sith way of thinking that you know, I'm gonna teach you so much, but I'm gonna keep these other secrets in my back pocket, so that I always know how to defeat you. If you just know that I know how but to it, kick your ass, if you ever come at me.
2: Well, and it also feels like a, a, you know a, a dangling a carrot that somebody's never gonna catch in front of them. Like I can show you uh, how to sure. keep everyone you love from oh there you from go. dying. D- do you not like getting the shit kicked out of you? I can teach you how to to not have that happen to you. You just have to hold through and and do these like 12 things and continue to be mistreated and and be just emotionally and mentally broken down to where you're never going to ask for the thing that's hanging in front of you because you're so defeated. And yeah, that's a a huge Sith thing.
1: Sounds like you work for a uh, Fortune 500 company. (laughs)
4: <laughs> yeah. That too. You, you understand how this works? <laughs> yeah.
1: You said that with real precision. I was, I was really impressed. Well, <laughs> <laughs> we,
2: speaking of waters in which you swim... <laughs> <laughs> uh, not to ju- No, that's hilarious. Not to just bash uh, Fortune 500 companies. I've also uh, encountered uh, artists and theater makers that treat people like that, too. So True, right? There are horrible people running lots of things. Carrots and sticks, man. Think about the exposure. Yeah, you're treating us all horribly, but a lot of people might see this.
5: <laughs>
1: I-, I don't care. There you go. Well, we see a slender starship carrying Kenobi and Anakin to Daphne.
5: There's the village. We
1: commonly reference James Bond, but here the vehicle stood out to me.
2: Straight up Moonraker.
1: Kenobi was looking at all of the potential vehicles and he was like, <laughs> Ashton Martin for me today, buddy. <laughs> this thing is upright.
2: I believe it's the Astro Martin in this one. Oh, okay. Nah, 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 nah.
1: <laughs> it's upright. It's like a shark fin. And it, when it lands, it turns sideways. And in the interior
2: remains in the same spot. Like it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't pivot as well. God, that's what I thought was so cool in in um, the Mandalorian mm-hmm. season two when you finally yeah. see inside of Boba Fett's ship. And I yep. always wondered as a little kid, how does it? How, the 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 center yep. bit staying the same while the rest moves around it, and and the just the cockpit stays stationary. Yep. love that. I agree.
1: Apparently, the Millennium Falcon was supposed to function that way as well, but since there's so much film on it, they haven't done that. But it was, the original design was for the cockpit to move, because you'll know, they, they're they're flying the Millennium Falcon sideways all the time, and it was supposed oh, yeah. to have that kind of, it was supposed to have that kind of action, but apparently it was a little bit difficult to pull off.
2: I don't actually like that idea.
1: No, I don't either, actually, with that ship. There's no. something, yeah,
2: I agree. Like what they do. I like the fact that it goes sideways and they're sideways. Like there's something I like about that.
1: This ship, I would love to name this ship. I I spent literally 40 minutes trying to find it online. and I couldn't. It's I, I just, but it's a gorgeous Star Wars vehicle.
2: Look, I think we all liked Astro Martin.
1: <laughs> let's let's, let's <laughs> find folks at Wikipedia. I'm gonna just go ahead and sabotage yeah. the page yeah. for Witches yeah. of the Mist with a. Uh,
2: our contribution here from the Star Wars bench, <laughs> The Astro-Martin. Hyphen I don't need credit, but I would like it. Beyond God. These men are ferocious
5: warriors, and they will show no mercy. Don't worry. I won't start anything.
1: They get out, and we see men peeking out.
5: Let me handle the negotiations.
1: That's <laughs> a very Kenobi thing to say. It's like, but it feels like a
2: <laughs> flip on... Um, Qui-Gon telling him you know I'll take care of the negotiations they'll, they'll exactly be sure right. know, it, it feels very like oh yeah learning things from mentors also
1: long Clone Wars viewers will know that Anakin is terrible at negotiations
2: Anakin's terrible at everything <laughs> <laughs> being a good friend being a good husband <laughs> being calm
1: decent pod racer
2: yeah that's true he, he had that going for him yeah <laughs> got got some killer hair. It's
1: fantastic with a blow dryer. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: Gotta blow the bangs forward, not back. It's not everybody knows that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, we see Zabrakis beginning to surround them. And these are all the men that we saw in the last episode. And they come out. Yeah!
5: So much for not starting something. Hey, don't look at me. Don't harm them. Don't tell me, tell them. There's dramatic
1: music. We see Anakin, he sees brother Viscus, who we met in the last episode, who's the leader and he's perched on this high lookout. And he jumps up, takes him captive, has his blade to Viscus's throat and
5: yells to all the others. Back off. We're not here to fight you. We're here for information.
2: Look who has the high ground now!
1: Oh, missed that one. Real common with Kenobi and Anakin. They're finding information that's just they're they keep chasing the rabbit, and of course it's just there's the carrot and <laughs> there's the carrot and stick. Here's the thing that you want. Here's yeah. the thing that
2: you want. Until yeah, they're the case. they're routinely the equivalent of like, oh yeah, I know what you're looking for. That's that's two blocks that way. Yeah, you know, like close, but that isn't it.
1: We had mentioned. Uh, This pairing in an earlier episode is being kind of like Brad Pitt and Morgan Freeman in Seven. Oh, yeah. That's how Seven kind of (laughs) works. It's like go to the next thing, go to the next thing, go to the next thing. And then all of a sudden you get hit in the head. You don't uh, get hit with a head. In the the final (laughs) scene,
2: you get hit (laughs) with a head.
1: (laughs) It may be, aside from there's no going back from a face tattoo. I think one of my favorite lines from all of our recordings is you, is you talking about that scene and what's in the box. And you just break You just say, look, it's a head. It's a woman's head. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that is good.
1: I laugh every time I listen to that.
2: We had uh, just... <laughs> Tangentially, and feel free to cut this because it it does, doesn't pertain to anything other than the movie Seven. At uh, the re- rehearsal for the show I'm in the other day, we had a, a suitcase, this kind of box shape that that a, a child actor is carrying, and we picked it up and it was heavy. And our director was like, well, "That's really heavy. Let's let's figure out what's in the box." And I and just like by myself <laughs> said out loud, "What's in the box?" And another actor From across the room Made eye contact with me (laughs) And also said What's in the box And we could not stop laughing And this child This 11 year old in our show Was like What And then it was like Oh no We can't We can't I can't turn to this It's gonna be a head There's gonna be a head in the box A blonde lady's head (laughs)
1: It's a woman's head Funny it's so subconscious. It's perfect, man. It, it it resides in that part of my brain next to the theme song from Jaws, where it comes up and you're like, "Oh, okay, what?" Uh, <laughs> yeah, I need to yeah. protect myself.
2: No, oh god, yeah, it's it's <laughs> truly horrifying, and the only way to like it like it makes me ill to think about, and the only <laughs> way to combat that is <laughs> anytime somebody says, "What's in the box?" You have to say. You have to say it the same way Brad Pitt does. (laughs) What's in the box?
1: (laughs) Well, everyone stops, because Anakin's got the high ground. Kenobi says,
5: A man from your village murdered two Jedi. We need to know where he is. What makes you
3: think he's one of
5: ours? The Jedi Council knows he's from this village. We have seen him. Biscuit says, Mother Towson should know of his whereabouts. One of her women took him as a mate.
1: Kenobi hears this and moves on very quickly. (laughs) (laughs) He just got told that Ventress has a new mate.
2: He's a little disappointed.
1: Just got dumped.
2: Was he? Did did she say she likes him better than anybody? (laughs) I mean, not that I care. That's fine. Just out of curiosity.
1: (laughs) They missed. An excellent joke right
2: here. I mean, there's so many things that could be said, but yeah, uh, yeah, it doesn't matter. I was just curious. Does he have a car? Did he
5: seem cool? Does he have an Ashton Martin? <laughs> <laughs> I apologize for the intrusion, then. Anakin, kindly release him, please. That's
2: like a great moment, like something bad almost happened, and then it's like, oh, 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 my bad. Everybody slowly back away. Anakin as the
1: heavy right here. It's like the. Britishly proper Kenobi says to the thug, "Kindly release him." (laughs) Yeah, moving on.
2: Also very English, like, "So sorry."
5: (laughs) Who is this Mother Towson? She's the leader of an ancient order of witches, the Night Sisters. Great
2: warrior-like men, witches. Oh, this place is all kinds of fun. I'm glad you think so. (laughs) People like what they like, man.
1: And they leave in the Astro Martin.
2: We should add in the sound effect of the Jetsons' car. <laughs> Isn't that the name of the son in the Jetsons? Isn't Astro his name? That's the dog. Oh, yeah, that's right. What's the kid's name?
1: Uh, I like, I'm a guy that's sing the damn song now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Meet no, George no. Jetson, daughter Judy. Elroy. Jane is
2: right. <laughs> his son's <laughs> name is Elroy, which is the most like hillbilly name for a futuristic space kid.
3: <laughs> Good Lord.
1: Speaking about being racists, yeah, not great. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: ah,
1: funny. <laughs> ah, my family's all from Louisiana, and Texas. We can, it, <laughs> it can stick. I don't
4: really
1: <laughs> mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Total aside. My favorite story about folks from Oklahoma. We we go to this really posh. I mean, like. The event of the year in San Francisco wedding. Oh, nice! Long story short, it's our family. One of, one of my cousins gets married to royalty in San Francisco. All the all the Oklahoma crew shows up. They
2: get really drunk.
1: <laughs> one of them, we go back to like they, there's like a bed and breakfast. It's like one of these four story. <laughs> have I told you this story?
2: No, I'm just I'm the <laughs> anticipation of what's going to happen. I'm just getting excited.
1: It's like this four story bed and <laughs> breakfast wakes up in the middle of the night. The guy, uh, sleeps in the nude and he goes to go to the the bathroom oh no. and opens the door, uh, goes out and the door shuts behind him and he's in the hallway and he, and, and he thinks to himself, uh, he, go, he goes to the door, the, the door's locked. And so he's like, what do I do? Well, I got to go down and I'm going to go to the kitchen. I'm going to find, you know, a, uh, tablecloth wrap it around myself i'll go to the the maitre d's you know they had somebody there it was a real nice place i'll go and i'll say i locked myself out so he goes down to the kitchen and he's just intoxicated and he opens up a door that he thinks is going to be where all the stuff is stored and he walks out into the alley door shuts behind him oh my god he's in he's in downtown san francisco naked in the alley probably not that And drunk for, no, for no. downtown San Francisco, like. it's actually true. So this was at his. He actually died just a, a couple of years ago, and this was the story that my uncle told at his funeral. And it was it was so glorious because you know there's 200 people are there, and they came to celebrate this great guy. Yeah. And my and my uncle telling this is the story he tells, <laughs> and, and just everybody is laughing and crying and and. I don't know how he got back in. I, I was just going to say, how did he get line. back in? <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know what the punchline is. <laughs> but, <'cause, clears throat> but that was where they got to in the story. It, like, everybody had lost it so much that I don't remember anything right. else. But just Im- imagining <laughs> <laughs> this, this friend of our families. That's his, like,
2: it makes me think of Birdman <laughs> when he goes out to smoke and his, his, uh, his <laughs> right. robe gets caught in the door. And he has to run through Times Square in just underwear.
1: That's exactly what I thought when I saw Birdman. That's... Like, oh, it's Charlie. (laughs) That's
2: amazing. That's amazing.
1: No cell phones uh, back in those days, though.
2: Oh, thank God.
1: (laughs) We cut back to Serrano, and Dooku and Savage are speaking outside.
3: Dooku says, You have completed the first stages of your training, and I am sending you on an assignment to Toydaria. You will bring me King Katunko alive kill all who might interfere yes my master it will be done
2: don't mix those two instructions up king alive kill anybody else whatever you do don't confuse those
1: savage is very loyal and not very bright
2: and dooku apparently
1: doesn't understand this (laughs) shorter shorter directions and, of course, we met King Katunko in one of the early episodes called Ambush.
2: I believe believe the first episode yeah, for us.
1: Very first. Well, it wasn't for the binge, but it was for the Clone Wars series.
2: Yes. Right. 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 Very early for us.
1: Well, Dugu has been waiting for a little while to exact revenge on this Toydarian. Here's his chance. Going to throw some muscle at him, beat him up, take him back to his lair. That's going to be good times. Oh, yeah. That's what it seems to me. The king is easy prey for Savage. Oh yeah, not no no question about it. So we cut back to Kenobi and Anakin, who are landing before that cavernous home of the Night Sisters.
5: Kenobi says, I don't know much of Mother Talzin, but I don't
2: expect to be welcome here. Was it the giant ominous buildings?
5: I think and
1: that was it. That was terrifying
2: history. atmosphere. Yeah. <laughs> probably not.
1: it's the dozen warrior assassins that are jumping through the trees all around <laughs> yeah. them.
2: <laughs> yeah uh, i love this planet and I've, i really like the night sisters as a as a group of people and a group of characters everything about this Glad strikes to watch me
1: is like evil Lothlorien. Uh i've said that in the past but yes. this is lord of the rings it's the elves but the night sisters are all all these elves yeah i i, <clears throat> I would watch a whole movie of this Totally would. They could do fantastic CG. I I don't know that they've done that on film yet. The I mean, maybe uh, Crouching Tiger has has a lot of female ninja action going on, but like like an army of female ninja warriors.
2: Yeah, I, I think that's there are films in that world, but yeah, not quite like this would be. Yeah, It'd be awesome.
1: I've I, I think I've mentioned this as well, but in DC animated they do that with the with the Amazon army. They oh, they the spectacular to look at. Oh, I'll bet. All oh, the the Amazon warrior army is uh, in DC animated is wicked, and so they come across very much like this, and they're it, it's fantastic. At least in the Flashpoint stuff, I, that's what I'm referencing. The Flashpoint mm-hmm. movie is really great. I just started of this that action. the other day. It it's slow. The beginning's slow, and then, uh, but by the end, it's it's really. Tremendous. Oh
2: well, I, I had to stop only because I had to go to work. But <laughs> that's the, I didn't stop because I didn't want to. I was like, oh, I don't have time to do this.
1: He has to become the Flash again. <laughs> Speaking of guys getting electrocuted, that the, that movie has a has uh. <laughs> has a very graphic electrocution scene. To be honest. Yeah, he like what? he tries to become the Flash again, so he has all the chemicals, and he's sitting in this chair, and uh, Batman's father is there drinking, and the lightning strikes him, but it doesn't do the right job, and so he just gets fried, and he's got like Freddy Krueger going on after mm. that. It's like it's like oh, that
4: was
2: a that was a mistake. Gross. It all gets worked out though. The Flash movie that they're making sounds like it's going to be weird. Uh, oh, I haven't seen this. In the same way, timeline-wise, that Flashpoint Paradox is, I don't know exactly what, the, but there's going to be two Batman. Batman, two Batmans, two Batman in this movie. Ah. Both both Ben Affleck is reprising, is, is coming back as the Batfleck, and very, ah. uh, at least I'm very excited, Michael Keaton is making his... Uh, return to the character of the bass right. in in this movie. So I'm very excited and curious to see how they're going to cuz they're going to interact because he, uh, Michael Keaton's already said this in an interview. I'm very curious to see how this is going to work. And it it makes sense cuz it is the Flash and there are so many time travel yeah. things in in that in that world. I'm very curious to see how that's going to play out.
1: DC and Marvel doing the same. Kind of uh, next steps, apparently. Going to multiverse yeah. this sucker.
2: Yeah. And, well, I'm really just excited because Michael Keaton is... I got into an argument with somebody on the internet about this the other day. Michael Keaton's my favorite Batman. Yeah.
1: Michael Keaton taking up that role as older, more distinguished, done with the bat suit, Bruce Wayne. That's Perfect. i excited for that.
2: Nobody's yep. going to... He, he was talking about doing a couple scenes where he was back in the suit. Oh, really? And he said it felt unbelievably like natural getting back into uh-huh. it. So I'm, I'm, just, I'm curious to see why he's still in the suit.
1: Again, the case the the comics and animated, you'll know this dark Knight returns is obviously something to pull from there. If, mm-hmm. if the older Batman or they could go the Batman beyond route if they wanted to, I don't know what yeah. they would do with Ben Affleck, but how that would work. That'll well, be I think interesting.
2: It's, yeah. I think it's two different, you know, timelines of Batman. Yeah. Actually, I I would like to see Ben Affleck get a good shot at playing Batman. Cause I actually think he was great. Ca- <clears throat> great casting. Yeah. It's just bad writing and directing. <laughs> Problem was in Affleck. Yeah, he, exactly.
1: Kenobi said, I don't know much about Mother Talzin, but I don't expect to be welcome in Anakin.
2: <laughs> you never know. I tend to be popular with the ladies. And then he makes like the hang loose hand. He's like,
1: <laughs> Kenobi. Too popular.
2: And that is a statement of jealousy. Like, that is not like a, that is, I, I read that as, like, too popular. Like, that that's a point of contention for him, is how yeah. that came across to me. Especially knowing that. He just got dumped. He's, exactly. he's feeling it. He's yeah. feeling it. Yeah, he's like, well, everybody loves oh, yeah. it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, we see the Night Sisters <gasps> taking position. Kenobi notes. We've got company. And they bounce down and they surround the two Jedi. And they say. Jedi, come with us
5: and they lead him to Mother Talzin.
0: Master Kenobi...
5: Mother Talzin? Thank you for your hospitality.
0: I believe you have a question for me.
5: Yes, you're right. We've had reports of a Dathomiri male on the loose. He's already killed two
0: Jedi. Perhaps you know who he is? Master Jedi, we have no control over the males. Our clan has been in exile for years.
5: Don't play innocent with me, mother. Everyone in the galaxy knows
2: females (laughs) are dominant on this planet. As the only two males in the room are in, like, shackles, (laughs) like, cowering in front of them. Like, we don't boss men around. (laughs) (laughs) It's a good call. Y'all are are badasses. Just (laughs) own it. (laughs) You're not fooling anybody. Look at these cuffs. Yeah. Look how awesome this is presumably that's what Obi-Wan Kenobi is thinking
1: (laughs) (laughs) again just had a hard breakup he's he's ready for
5: he's ready for something uh... just change it up a little (laughs) (laughs) I do not believe anything happens here without your clan knowing about it
0: to think that the Jedi collect their facts from mere
2: rumors
0: Anakin
1: always helpful comes in (laughs) rumors
2: called two dead Jedi rumors. Also, a lot of the times, we're just kind of guessing, and one guy in the room is the one (laughs) who actually gets us to where we need to be.
1: Right, that's
5: true.
2: This thing, this animal, is extremely dangerous.
5: If you have any information about his whereabouts, you must tell us.
2: Everybody treats Savage like he's just sort of a wrecking ball monster. There's no, like... There's no real kindness for him. Like he's just sort of an animal to be let loose to to wreck stuff. I don't, I don't know. Like I don't know where the stories with him go because I haven't I haven't watched anything yet. But it it, it just kind of seems like well yeah of course this guy is gonna get worse and worse and murder and destroy things because ev- like it's like the Frankenstein's monster thing right? Like the yep. creature becomes a monster because everybody talks about him like he's an animal. It just seems it's like you. "Quote, get why Dooku does it? Because Dooku's a terrible person. But like, for Obi Wan Kenobi as a Jedi, you'd think God wouldn't there? Shouldn't there be some like willingness to like, be be a little kind and see where that gets you? Yeah,
1: they're not humanizing that character, which is commonly the flaw. here. Yeah, that's good. Yeah,
2: you, you want to create a monster, create a person like a monster.
1: <laughs> who else is that person? The person of of crazy powers who just isn't treated well, and then they, you know, they break."
2: Well, well, I mean, I, like, uh, Frankenstein's monster is, is my favorite example. Yeah. Um,
1: you know what? I got a flip side on this one. That that story is interesting to me. You're created with a ton of power, but the people who have created you are, are desperately wicked and dehumanize you, and, and you are a tool.
2: Well, I think you could go... <clears throat> we talk a lot about Marvel on, on this show, and I, th- I think that's mm-hmm. a little bit of the um, Bucky as the Winter Soldier. Yep. Um on the flip side, it's Logan's story in part. It's it's uh, it's Black Widow slash all of the Ooh. Black Widows uh, yeah. coming out of the Red Room.
1: I, th- I think that's right. The one my favorite version of this story is RoboCop, um, mm. because of how the humanity of Murphy is played out. That you know he is a high risk candidate brought into I think it's Detroit. Yeah, it's yep. not a fictional city. No, yeah, it's and, Detroit. the The company has set him up to be killed. We've put people in high risk positions, and he, you know, he dies. He becomes the machine, and then he is Frankenstein, as it were. Like there's a even a Frankenstein scene where
2: like all the villagers
1: come to shoot him. I mean, the cops go to shoot him. That's right.
2: That's yeah. God, that's right.
1: But the end of that movie crushes me every time I watch it. I I like that movie quite a bit in terms of just a guilty pleasure movie. But oh, the first one is great. They keep calling him product. Your product. Your product. Your product. It's the same thing. You're a monster. You're an animal. And the very last line is when the OCP leader turn into him and say, and he says,
3: "Not nice shooting, son. What's your name?"
1: And he looks over and he says, "Murphy." And it just cuts to his theme song, and ah, it just yeah. fires me up. <laughs>
2: so those are the stories I like, where you've got a group of people that is kind of othered and made to think that they're garbage or monsters and and in good in in good storytelling when you get to see them decide to do the right thing you're like yeah these people who are mo- like <clears throat> the the most recent example is James Gunn's Suicide Squad and I won't mm-hmm. say too much but but
1: yeah that's another one it,
2: it should not be a surprise to anybody that in a story it's like oh the 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 quote unquote dehumanized monsters m- maybe end up saving the world who knows yep. not to say anything specific but I like when you get to see those moments. Uh, I doubt we'll get a moment like that with this savage character, but just in terms of exploring the trope that we're talking about, I like mm-hmm. when you, when, when, in spite of the othering and mistreatment, you see moments of more humanity than the people who are good guys from the characters. Which I guess you don't get in the novel Frankenstein, but you know, yeah, or Caliban in 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 the Tempest. Ooh,
1: that's a good. That's a good reference.
2: Who who does get a moment to do the right thing? If I'm been a minute since I've read that, but um, yeah, I I like those kinds of stories.
1: I suppose to bring it back to the central story here, there's a lot of that going on with Anakin in the minds of, uh, uh, especially of you know Sidious. You are a tool. I'm gonna enslave you, and yeah, through through your power, I'm gonna be able to control what I want to control. But there's not real affection or care there from Sidious. No. Mmm. Well, Towson begins a spell over an orange crystal ball.
0: Savage. Savage O'Grace. Mother. He is on Toydaria. Thank you.
1: Genuinely thinks he's being helped, and Anakin and Kenobi run off. They have this new information. They're going to go the next step on their quest, but clearly, Mother Talzin is is just one of those. She's Game of Throning this and yep, moving move in pieces.
2: Yeah, I was trying to think when I rewatched this what her, like, I guess what her end goal is for showing them where he is. Is it that maybe this guy will kill the two of them, or maybe he'll they'll follow him to Duku? So maybe one way or the other, Duku gets killed. Since that's kind of her end goal.
1: Yeah, I think her end goal is to take out Sidious's apprentice she she sees herself on the same level as Sidious and her apprentice is Asajj Ventress Mm -hmm. and so if I can take out the other guy's assassin and leaves my assassin alive my assassin's next role is going to be to take out Sidious and then I'm the king of the mountain yeah it'd be something like that but here she's even unleashing two more Jedi to into the mix it's a this is a chaos is a ladder kind of situation. Right. Yeah, yeah, just
2: she's creating as much as many opportunities for for people to people playing the game against her to fall. Yeah. She's awesome. And again, I would watch a whole movie about this lady. <laughs>
1: That's right. I suppose it's the case like cuz she's pointing out savage to them. So the Jedi want to kill Savage. That would take a one of her pieces off the board. She is this very powerful being she just created, trained Guy to infiltrate that might not be wise
2: yeah, but it it does seem like she's she's got a little bit of the the same things we're talking about of the ends justify the means kind of a thing, like I'm more interested in the the destination than the journey,
1: <laughs> yeah, I wonder if there's some politicking here that she's she's never met Kenobi, so apparently doesn't have a ton of relationship with the Jedi Council. Mm-mm. She would need them at some point, maybe. She would need to be on good terms?
2: God, yeah, presumably.
1: Maybe there's something there.
2: Could be explored in a movie, just saying. <laughs> there you go. Disney, Lucasfilm, make it happen. Meryl Streep, Mother Taliesin, just saying. <sighs>
1: Bang. Asajj Ventress, speaking of, steps out of the shadows. Very common move for her in, the, in this arc.
2: Just to, yeah, loom out of the shadows.
0: The time has come, sister. You must put your plot against Dooku into effect now. He isn't ready, mother. He needs more training. He has to be ready. Together, the two of you will be able to eliminate the cult. But you must act now. We cannot keep your new assassin a secret forever. I will have my revenge. You will, sister. You will
1: another kind of similar scene to Yoda and Windu. You're just sending people off to do the thing.
2: Yeah, just expositional.
1: (laughs) It is the case, however, that a lot of the pieces are getting set up for a fantastic culmination. And we see Savage flying to Tordaria. He lands at the royal palace. He exits, and we see the Tordarian guards fly over. Savage steps out, and those guards do not look like they're going to last long. Don't stand a chance. Lightsaber ignites, he cuts one in half, strangles another, moves to the door. From inside, a guard says, Your Highness,
5: there is an intruder at the door!
1: And the door explodes, and Savage
2: runs in, taking out the guards. Just just cutting them down like they're nothing. That's it. Hitting the ground like bags of wet cement.
1: (laughs) King Katunko, with sword in hand,
2: says, I will not be intimidated.
1: Which I think is a line from Ambush. So just that that's just a place he keeps keeps making that play. God love him. The two begin to fight, the king has this sword which is cut in half by the lightsaber, and it's one of those scenes where you look at the you know the hilt and you're just like, well that was a bad move.
2: Why did I think this would work?
1: Savage then slams him against the wall, knocks him out, and then the Jedi arrive, and it's on. And they see Savage and come over and say At last. Very James Bond. Got some Morpheus going on there. Ooh. Morpheus might have some James Bond going on. Morpheus is a badass, yeah. A battle ensues, and they fight, and the king is kind of wiggling in Savage's arm, and he gets free, and he begins to fly away. Savage, while battling the two Jedi, force chokes the king and breaks his neck, and the king falls to the throne on the floor. Savage is able to trap the two Jedi under some rubble and he runs out with the dead body of Katunko. Which is exactly
2: the opposite of what he was told to do.
1: No reason to break his neck
2: there. I don't even think he meant to. (laughs) You know what I mean? It just seems like a like just a like a crazy rage thing. Yeah. Have too much
1: force and the thing
2: snaps. Right.
1: You ever have that you have a you have something that's important to you it's made out of plastic and it the pieces break and you have to snap them back together but you push too hard and then one of them snaps and then it's just like ah crap I can't I, fix this now.
2: That has been literally happening to me. I'm in a, a, a project that I'm working on. I'm I'm building some props for a show and several of them have been 3D printed and that stuff is relatively thick except for in the areas where you like actually need it to have some give. (laughs) And as I'm trying to like attach it to other things, like little bits of it will break off. And I'm not, I'm like, what? I'm not trying to do this. Like, it feels like in a mice and men situation. Like I just, (laughs) and it is a rabbit funnily enough. So there's just these moments where I'm like, Oh God, I held it too. I squeaked. I loved it too hard.
1: (laughs) There is mice and men going on in this, isn't there? Breaking the rabbits necks. Well, the Jedi push free of the trap and, savage who's on the landing pad pushes the astro martin off the edge
2: <laughs> we barely knew ye
1: two jedi arrive and they see that savage is gone and their ship is destroyed and kenobi says oh crack i don't know where this came from but that's the line it says, oh
4: crack! <laughs>
1: yeah that is an odd it's a, it's a British profanity in the Star Wars universe, perhaps. Which
2: they should have used, like, real British profanity. It's better than that.
5: (laughs) Anakin comes in.
2: I guess that's what's left of our ship. We'll borrow one from
5: the
4: Toydarians.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That was good voice work. That is another very James Bond move. It's like, we're going to just steal somebody else's vehicle. Take it. Where they going to tell him no? They're all dead. I'll continue my Arnold Schwarzenegger love fest on the Star Wars bench here. But there's a line in Commando where he kills a guy, steps out, and he says, We'll take Cook's car. <laughs> he won't be needing it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no,
1: he will not. Which makes me laugh because, one, my last name is Cook. That's right. And, two, it's just kind of funny. It's also, I suppose, a precursor to Force Awakens and Rey having her the ship blow up in front of her and looking to the side. And Finn had said, "What oh,
3: about that ship?
0: Seven garbage.
2: The garbage will do." Bang. The garbage will do. Sometimes, you, yeah, yeah, that's a good line. Sometimes you just got to take Zed's chopper. <laughs> there it is.
1: It's taking Zed's chopper.
2: Whose bike is this? It's not a bike, it's a chopper.
1: Zed's dead, baby. Zed's dead. So good. (laughs) One of the few things, movie quotes, that goes back and forth from me and my wife all the time. We cut to outer space in a hangar in Dooku's ship, and Savage steps out into the command room and throws the body of the king on the floor, kind of like he's a cat and here's a mouse that I killed outside. And Dooku is furious.
3: You ignorant beast! I told you I wanted him alive!
2: which just feels like you cannot spend all your time calling somebody a wild animal and telling them to like completely give yourself over to just just bonkers crazy berserker yes. rage when they and when they do that you can't be like the hell were you thinking? Why didn't you slow down and you know use some observational skills a little better? It's like well he just told him to lose his mind with rage.
1: Love and education does have long-term payoffs. You know, it's <laughs> I you really <can> <laughs> abuse
2: people so long Yeah, you're not going to expect a lot of precision results uh, with that. Can't zap the Hulk with a cattle prod and expect him not to turn into the Hulk. (laughs) Right.
1: Well, Savage does get electrocuted again. Forgive me,
3: my master. That is not the way of the dark side.
2: More electrocution. Says the guy who screws up all the time. That's right. Look, we don't give multiple chances around here. Really, guy? I think there's a there's a
1: Jesus beatitude about this, about those who are merciful will be shown mercy. Kind of the opposite here.
2: Yes. Yeah, right. Those who are consistently failing get mad when other people consistently fail. I don't know.
1: Another teaser for my favorite line in all of Star Wars, uh, Vader in uh, Rebels, it will say, Revenge
3: is not the Jedi way.
1: Uh, To someone and in an inner change. And I just love this idea that as we sign off every one of our episodes, the idea that this is the way this is not the way. Um, The way is really important in, in Star Wars and here. Absolutely. Not the way of the dark side. The music is epic at this point. It is building and in steps Ventress. That's no way
0: to treat your apprentice.
1: Good line. Very gunslinger-esque. Yes. It's even that, I mean, she may as well have pushed open two of those flappy flap doors at a, at a cantina.
2: You know? mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> or a saloon. That's the right Western. What is it? You know, depending <laughs> on where the Western is set.
1: Well, yeah, I don't know that we've talked about this all that much, but here, even in outer space, this is a Western. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And Star Wars is always best when it's a Western. Duke is in trouble.
3: Savage, you can make amends for your mistake by destroying this witch.
1: Ventress <laughs> realizes that she has set this up for many days this moment.
0: I don't think that will be happening. Will it, Captain Savage? Forehead? Remember where your true loyalties lie. With
3: you, mistress
0: ignite their sabers
1: and dooku looks and he suddenly realizes he didn't play his hand
2: very well nope too confident
1: he ignites his saber and i can't think of anything equivalent that we've seen there's one other episode that we will get to later in the binge in which sith are fighting each other but here i we haven't seen this before we haven't seen the scene where let me restate this this is a central idea in Star Wars, and you don't get a chance to see it very often when the Sith apprentice is trying to defeat the Sith master with their own apprentice.
2: Yeah, well, yeah we talk about it all the time, the, the, the legend or tradition or whatever. But yeah, it's, it's weird that we've never seen it until and, now. And here
1: it's really straightforward. It's The only equivalent yeah. is the end of Return of the Jedi, and there Luke has his green lightsaber and Luke has his own kind of ambitions. It's, it's not just, Luke hasn't given himself in, you know, in theory to, to over entirely to the dark side and Vader and he trying to defeat Sidious. That's of course what Vader wants. And of course, Return of the Jedi plays out very differently in terms of how that battle ensues. But this is the straightforward move. It's the rule of two. Yeah. And here the two are trying to take, take down the master. Yeah, yeah I just love it love everything about this because it also feels very fresh so often in Star Wars especially a lot of the stuff that we've looked at it's there's a space battle going on out there and then there's two yeah. two there's to a, three
2: people are fighting down here
1: yeah and that's just common common and but that's not how this one works and it's a great end to this arc yeah totally this arc is just wonderful in terms of just building to to these battles that uh, begin at this moment. Anakin and Kenobi are flying.
5: Look, a Separatist dreadnought. The King's murderer must have fled there. Dooku sent his assassin to exact his revenge on the Toydarians. We'll make him
1: pay
3: for it.
5: Sure
1: you will. Just overconfidence is his play all the time. Very seldomly does it work out. As Dooku says later.
3: Twice the pride, double the fall.
1: It is the case that there's like, we're seeing those three Sith fighting, and now we're going to add two Jedi who we know. I mean, almost all the students that we're talking about in this
2: act are here. Are in the same, yeah, are in the same room together. The only people
1: that are the students not here are uh, Ahsoka and Rex, or any of the clones. But Anakin's here. Yeah. Ventress is here, and Savage are here. And these really are the students that set this in motion. God, that's true. Annika and Kenobi go to the control room. They open a door. They see three droids. <laughs> <laughs> the droid says,
0: you are now prisoner.
1: But the like, prisoner gets cut in uh, Both prisoner gets cut in half and the droid gets cut in
2: half. Yeah. <laughs> so good. Poor, <laughs> these poor droids. Speaking of pride. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Cut back to the saber battle, Ventress and Savage are attacking Dooku, who is standing his ground, but Savage knocks away Dooku's saber, and Ventress yells,
0: Finish him, no!
1: Savage, having learned not a thing about electrocution, steps right into getting electrocuted
2: again, yeah, don't leave yourself wide open is, is the other thing I thought too. Like his weapon is always above his head. And I'm like, you're just right. leaving everything What? Haven't you ever seen a Rocky movie? You got to cover <laughs> your, get that left hand in there.
1: <laughs> well, Ventress then attacks and Dooku fends her off with his blade. And, and again, Savage three times comes at Dooku and just kept, keeps getting
2: hit with the lightning. God, yeah. Just that guy's barbecue at this point. <laughs> He's more meat now than man. <laughs> I just get fried. That's a good Star Wars callback, I applaud that. He's more <laughs> meat now than man. It's for the Star Wars line of lunch meats that I'm rolling out. <laughs> They're gonna be like little cans of pressed meat shaped like Darth Vader.
1: <laughs> I think they already have
0: them. Get up! We must defeat him! Get up!
3: I can't. He's too powerful.
0: Your weakness will not be my downfall.
2: You're right. It's your hubris. that's your downfall. It's, it's not the problem. Thinking this was going to work so quickly.
1: I suppose she was wise enough with Mother Towson to say this. I don't think he's got it. I don't think the kid's oh, gonna show tr- up.
2: That's very true. A failed apprentice makes for a foolish master.
1: And of course, he's speaking to Amir. From a fortune cookie. <laughs> From a fortune cookie is better. Savage then stands up, and we saw what happens when Hulk gets angry, and that's that's essentially what's going Damn. on here. It's
2: he Hulk smash.
1: He learned how to pick up those pillars. And that's what he does with them. He chokes them both, lifts them in the air. Ventress yells out, Savage, no. And he throws them to the side. Savage then begins fighting both Ventress and Dooku. It's getting very complicated at this point in terms
2: of who's on whose side and how are we yeah. thinking about this. And Yeah, yeah. Movement. Everybody's fighting everybody. It's
1: a free for all.
2: No allies. <laughs> Battle Royale. The music is moving. Dooku is looking worked. He
1: throws lightning, and both Savage and Ventress get hit, and he slides out. This is more of a distraction. Pocket sand. Yeah, that's that is what it is. It's like it's 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 right. It's dust in the eye. Yeah. While I
2: yeah. escape stage right. I mean, it works. That's why you know Ra's Al Ghul teaches Bruce Wayne mm-hmm. that right at the beginning for a reason. Distractions. I just just decided. You know, I just rewatched Batman Begins. Uh huh. That is a great film. It's true. like like I tend to only watch The Dark Knight when I go back and rewatch those movies. Yep, but but Batman Begins is an exceptional film.
1: If they had made it slightly less comic booky at the end, in terms of the scenery, I think that it it is. It just is. It's tremendous
2: and really feels like a Batman story. Yeah, which sounds like yeah, duh, it's about Batman, but like it, <laughs> but like in the terms of in the same way that like Batman Returns feels so much like a Batman comic book, this yeah. m- uh, this one feels like that as well. Just yeah. exceptional.
1: Have you have you read Year One? Yeah, and it's just it's that man the the Year One comic book and the if you ha- haven't gotten a chance to see it the cartoon the DCMA cartoon which apparently is. I'm a fanboy about this whole time. Just wonderful.
2: Yeah, I, uh, there, that's another one. I, I it's on my queue. It'll be oh. one of the next few things up on on the the seri- the animated version.
1: You gotta watch the making of if you can find it. It's wonderful for the okay. making of Year One, the comic, because yeah. they go, they they go even further in terms of talking about how much Frank Miller changes how comic books are told, how Batman's told, and how if you don't have, you know. Dark Knight Returns, you don't have year one. If you don't have year one, you don't have Batman Begins. And then if you don't have Batman Begins, you clearly don't get the Dark Knight. And that yeah. ends up being just the transition for so much of
2: comic storytelling. That's brilliant. And true. Yeah, Frank Miller is Batman is the Batman we know because of Frank Miller, right? I would argue. Right. No, More so than even Bob Kane or, or anybody else.
1: Entirely right.
2: Yeah, excellent stuff, anyway.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, Ventress follows Dooku down the chute. Leaving Savage, and then Kenobi and Anakin enter. (laughs) It's it's the two cowboys who are a little late to the rodeo show up,
2: (laughs) and it's 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 a Hubris Part Three.
5: That's right. (laughs) For for the story, we'll take them together, right?
1: Which is a line from Revenge of the Sith. Savage just like bull rushes them, and we see the two Jedi like thrown out the door, which they just came through. You get thrown out of the cantina. Yeah. We cut to Ventress and Dooku. Ventress.
0: Leaving so soon, master?
3: You are no match for me without the aid of your monster. Hmm.
0: That remains to be seen. As you wish.
1: And the two duel. And Asaj with two blades and Dooku with his one lone lightsaber. And then... They do that cut back and forth, which is a very, you know, common Star Wars thing. But here are two battles with lightsabers that are taking place. I suppose we saw this in *Arc Troopers*. Um, mm-hmm. We had uh, multiple lightsaber battles going on, but this also—it just—it doesn't happen that often, and it's a good move. I suppose it happens at the end of *Revenge of the Sith*. Uh, Sidious and Yoda are fighting while Kenobi and Anakin, yeah, and Anakin are, fighting. are. Yeah, that's true. So it's got some of that action. Anyway. Um, Eventually we see Dooku overwhelming Ventress and stripping her of the lightsabers and,
2: wait for it, electrocuting her. (laughs) Oh, the guy has one move. Well, that and running away. (laughs) That's right. He is
1: standing over her in this kind of executioner's pose.
2: Time to
3: end this once and for all.
1: She force pushes his saber as it comes down, and it hits a steam pipe. Steam spurts out, knocks him away, and then she slips out into this escape
2: pod. Which that's a brilliant move. I love that moment.
1: The look of the escape pod, or no, her, no, no, her just
2: what she does to escape. Yeah. I think is so brilliant. Like forcing the weapon into the pipe. Yeah. It's it's a great move. Slips out.
1: Once she crawls off and finds that escape pod, lots of new hope imagery going on here. It's the identical escape pod to R2-D2 and C-3PO. Yeah. Flying away from uh, Leia's ship. But she's in it looking defeated.
2: The one thing she wants, she didn't get.
1: Right. They're going to build this character in the Clone Wars, but for the binge purposes, we're going to leave her for for a while. She's going to come back in at the end um, and Ben becomes an important character near the end of the Clone Wars for us. But she has some excellent stuff that's worth watching. If you get into her character, it's easy to find, you know, which episodes she appears in on yeah. Wikipedia. But uh, for example, they have her doing um, bounty hunting kind of Ooh, work with cool a young Boba Fett. And so those those two end up having stories.
2: So we could, if indeed, because aren't they saying the Boba Fett series is meant to be sort of present and past taking place? Oh, I didn't know that. I, they... I could have sworn I read that, but I could oh. be wrong. But there there is part of me that, which that what you just said is news to me. So there's part of me that I just want to see live action Ventress real bad. So like if that's the case, there's part of me that wants to, wants to see her in, in a live action series, but...
1: Well, that might be a, a great, I suppose, if it's the book of Boba Fett. Like, here's how he gets to where he is. Yeah, a lot you of know what they're doing? Go. I didn't think about it. So if they do it that way, there is so much Conan the Barbarian in that one scene at the end of Mandalorian. Yeah. You know what I mean? I do. But that's how Conan the Barbarian begins. It's old man Conan on his throne looking like I'm going to tell you all the things
2: that happened in the story of Conan.
1: Gosh, I bet you that's what they're doing. I bet you that's what they're doing.
2: Which is a great story. I mean, it's lots of great films and books start as the old guy telling us. I mean, it's Amadeus, old old man Salieri tells the story of his whole life.
1: That would be tremendous. Because be you know, you know what they do, could do if they go back into Boba Fett's story. There's one of the better scenes in the comics is Boba Fett hunting um Luke Skywalker after New Hope. Oh. He's hunting Luke Skywalker after New Hope finds out who he is, and then comes to Vader and says to Vader, "I've found out about the young pilot that de- that destroyed the Death Star, but I only know his name." And Vader asks him, "What's his you know What's his name?" And and Boba Fett says, "Skywalker," and Vader, and that's where Vader turns. It's a it's a it's a wonderful scene
2: in the comics. Ooh.
1: So man, I could see them doing that. So it seems so the you could case
2: go that, all over the place because there's the Cad yep. Bane stuff, which you and I have talked about both mm-hmm. on pod and off pod. That I'm also mm-hmm. really excited to see. Like I think <sighs> Book of Boba Fett kind of gets you all that, a lot of fan service, and 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 good stories. That's
1: man, that that would be a great way to go. They're going to be doing that with Ahsoka as well. Likely they're showing Ahsoka's story. Maybe they're just going to do these two characters like walking through their all lives of these, all of these decades of you know the age of the empire as it were that would be pretty cool and kind of showing the background stuff I mean, i'd love it I'm, I'm in sign me up and disney if you're not doing that we're available daniel and i have a pitch
2: <laughs> yeah. i got like three things to pitch because i'm still sticking by last two jedi
1: last two jedi is still on the table
2: I've been just telling people I know that in <laughs> passing. I'm like, would you watch this? We're at about 50 50 so far in the responses. <laughs> they,
1: they hire artists doing uh, work. There's like a guy who does, they, you know, they do the computer generated Luke Skywalker face in at the end of Mandalorian 2. Yeah. Well, there's a guy who's able to do the whatever it is, where you, the fo- photorealistic.
2: Oh, those deep fakes.
1: Yeah, deepfakes. He deepfakes all of he deepfakes a handful of scenes from Star Wars. He's putting you know Harrison Ford's face on to uh, what's his bucket's face in Solo. Oh.
2: Yeah, Alden Einrich.
1: Yeah, puts it on his fa- face. They're they're clever. They're worth watching. And but look he, better than what they did in Mandalorian. My God, like. And so they hired him. They totally good. hired him off the street. <laughs> Come do also, this for us.
2: Stop doing this. Just cat like cast other people. Like they ought to, if they're going to do more stuff with young Luke Skywalker, this is just my personal preference. And I know also a lot of the, they ought to get someone else. Yeah. I, it I, should be Sebastian Stan. He yeah. wants to do it. Mark Hamill said he's fine with it. Like just, yeah. For, Jump for it. God's sake, just do it.
1: I'll be curious. Yeah. How, I mean, they obviously have already done solo with a different actor and chose not to do the deep fake stuff i'm i'm'm i I'm, I'm, I prefer a new actor, yeah, I'm saying especially
2: if he's if, especially if he's meant to be younger, like if you want to go yeah. older, keep bringing him back. that's fine, yep, because they're only gonna continue to age if you know if you're gonna continue to do older versions, great, yep, but don't there's only so far back you can go before it's freaky, right. Like in, like, did you see the Irishman? I think we've talked about this before, but not yet. But I know
1: what you're talking about. Like, I've seen, I've seen the imagery. Yeah, not, you can't
2: make a 78 not, year old man look like he's 25. No matter what you do, visual effects wise to the face, like the body and hands don't look yep. 25 when they're <laughs> 78.
1: <laughs> well, Asaj escapes. Duku then radios to one of the droids.
3: Commander, Savage Opress is a traitor. Destroy him.
2: Roger, roger.
1: And then a door blows open, and we see the Jedi fighting behind this line of droids, and the droid army all turns and starts firing on Savage. Anakin says, They're not after
5: us. They're attacking that monster.
2: (laughs) One of the few times.
1: Yep. You know, the, the movement... Is such that Savage is then surrounded by like a dozen droids and two Jedi. Again, Hulk Smash. What is that called? Creates that sonic boom, pushes. It's that kind of move. I don't know what Hulk Smash. (laughs) Yeah, I mean that's what it's called. was a Smash thing. Uh, Savage then climbs on Dooku's yacht and flies off. The droid comes over to Anakin and Kenobi.
3: You're not supposed to be
1: here. Promptly decapitated. No sense in hanging around here. No sense hanging in the hangar. I didn't get that. Hey Michael's exactly. <laughs> and they too escape. Then we cut to the last scene. This is a good scene. And it sets us up. It's again, we have mentioned this before. This is a great cliffhanger if this was gonna be the end of a season. Yeah. So again, we're just putting things in the order that probably would make a lot of sense if you wanted to have this be season one but it's act one at the bench mother talzin is there and uh savage has returned to dathomir and she enters the lair of mother talzin and again the this they're singing at this point you it's all, have come uh, home to female us. voices and i was <laughs> re-watching it it's lot it's lothlorian Mm-hmm. It just looks like it, sounds like it.
0: Savage enters.
3: I was betrayed by Ventress. The Jedi are after me.
0: I'm not nearly strong enough to defeat them all. Calm yourself. You will be. I. I don't understand.
3: Who will teach me?
0: You have a brother. A
1: brother? Now we've seen Savage be very familial to mm-hmm. others who are his species, who are his brothers, and manipulative character that she is, I think this is all played out.
0: Totally. But all of my kin were killed. Not all of them. He lives in the outer rim in exile. You will find him. He will teach you everything you need to learn to become even more powerful my brother how how will i find him this talisman has been imbued with the power of our clan it will be your compass you have an important destiny to fulfill savage oppress you and your brother go you will know where to find him.
2: I will return, mother. Which it sounds like if she knows that the talisman does the thing, she probably knows how to get there. So it's just like, yeah, like right. it sounds badass to do it this way. But like the part of me that, again, has like been trained to ruin things. is just like, just just tell him. Like, this talisman shows us where. And it, I looked at it. It's this address. It's next, next to the Burger King. <laughs>
1: That's right. Well, it's there's a lot of hero's journey going on here. It's here's she's oh. the wise old man character, yeah. as it were. Here's the tool for your quest. Savage is set up to really have again kind of that Luke Skywalker thing. Like you need to go to Dagobah to learn from. Yeah, Yoda. That, and here it's you're going to go to whatever planet Maul is on to learn that, from your brother.
2: That sort of knight's quest type of a thing.
1: I think that's what's going on here and then we see the episode ending with that cracked image of Maul in the orange yeah. crystal ball and yeah. all of us are gonna if this was fresh for us and obviously we know that Maul's alive cuz cuz we saw him at the intro
2: to the binge but Obi-Wan Kenobi doesn't <laughs> but this is true Darth Maul I killed him
1: so for us saying well how how does this all work how do they bring him back we're gonna we're gonna see that story
2: cut to credits last word on this arc as we set it up as as being something kind of different from what we've seen i think that is really proven to be true like we got witches which we haven't really seen in star wars before like this this kind of dark mysterious i love the lothlorian comparison um, this just, this just feels like different Star Wars than, than we've seen before. And I, and I love the, the Night Sisters and Mother Talzin and just, just really compelling stuff Boom, that I, that I personally want to see more of either in the binge or just in my own personal <laughs> watching of the things.
1: Yeah. Again, lots of uh, good episodes to watch that are, you know, they're down that just didn't make the cut, but there's uh they, they don't abandon this character for sure. But I I agree, like, bringing in the magical element is done real well. Having a true rival to Sidious during this period of time, real valuable.
2: Yeah. if He's just the only one with power. It's the argument I always make why Superman is not an interesting or compelling character, because he's the most powerful being in the yeah. world. Wait, what do you do with that? That's not interesting. So to create a character like Mother Talzin that can that can give him a run for his money uh super compelling makes him more compelling and and uh makes her more compelling
1: this is where the game of thrones element kind of really enters star wars like uh, because otherwise it's just the jedi not knowing what the hell's going on but when (laughs) when you bring in what they're going to do with maul is they're going to bring in a real element to that process of of someone who actually can confront Sidious and has motive. Talzin has motive. They clearly have a lot of power behind them and so lots of lots of things to to like about the, you know, the political dy- dynamics here.
2: Yeah. And it's just, I like I just really like the mystical magical element of it. Yeah. It feels like all the properties are doing that in the last 10 years. Like, you know, Star Wars brought in the witches and some of those things. And Marvel is kind of finally getting to the bonkers magic <laughs> stories, you know, right. of, of their stuff, which I which I'm here for. Um, do you see the pictures that are bouncing around for Moon Knight? Right no. now, they, they had I like a f- uh, I'll, I'll send it to you. Yeah, there, there's only yeah. one. But um, I, I'm, I'm here for the the. Kind of crazy magic stuff. I just, mm. I just like it. They just need to add vampires to Star Wars, and right. I'd be all in because that's <laughs> one of my other favorite things. So if they do that, I'm, I'm sold. Does that ever? Ha- are there vampires in Star I've, Wars?
1: I'm, I'm searching my brain. There's, there should be. Lucasfilm. Yeah, I'm Come available. <laughs> well, just, the, that's sad. Yeah, the monsters. They do have some Godzilla episodes for sure. <laughs> I remember watching this episode for the first time and not liking it because it turned so much of Star Wars into something else. And upon rewatching, upon seeing where they go with it, now I'm a huge fan of this turn because they turned it into something else. And I didn't realize where they were going. And so, especially for those of you who haven't seen the rest of Clone Wars, Um, there's a ton to like in terms of their artistic use of new elements that fit Mm -hmm. very much in this universe that do not feel like they're out of left field like they're gonna build these make them relevant and you know it's not just creating force powers out of nowhere to make the story go for this one movie it's like it's it's really part of the lore now
2: and it's just like it it... (laughs) I guess I've kind of known that, that these were characters. I didn't know the, speci- the specificity of what they did, but like to me, it, it, it's not a far leap to be like, yeah, there are witches in this world. Mm-hmm. Doesn't shock me or surprise me or, or or feel like it takes a weird left turn to me. I'm like, yeah, why wouldn't there be?
1: Right. The way that magic works in Tolkien, the way that magic works in Harry Potter, how goodness and evil work in the world are exemplified in how you conjure spells. It's, it's a technology and it just like all technologies, it showcases the heart of the tech user. Oh yeah, absolutely. Well, there you go. Well, that's the end of uh, the first act of the binge. We're going to do another introduction similar to what we did with act one students. We're going to do act two darkness next time. We're going to, uh, introduce the next 16 episodes in The Binge, which we're going to post on Twitter. So if you just want to run through those, you may. Daniel's going to binge those here in the next couple weeks. That's right. And so we'll have something to talk about when we meet up next time.
2: Enjoy the end of Act One. We will have a 15-minute intermission. Please refrain from bringing anything back into the theater.
1: <laughs> Not a time to sneak out to your car to get that and flask of gin, you hooligan, which it's an inter-
2: they sell it it's intermission <laughs> it's you can get a plastic crap cup of thirty dollar wine <laughs> but it's got the hamilton star on it
1: well in the next act we're going to go dark and for those of you who have seen the clone wars you know that when the clone wars goes dark it is impressive and so we're not going to mess around we're going to just lump all the dark stuff <laughs> all together in one place to uh, get your to get your fix <laughs> so get Daniel, ready to be sad <laughs> That's
2: exactly. it's going to be dark no so. more jokes it is just going to be heavy awful stuff from us from here on out
1: it is some tremendous material so,
2: uh, you got anything else? I'm good
1: I did it well, hey, friends, as with all podcasts, this one's only going to survive if you hype it with passion to friends who love a galaxy far, far away. The music's by John Williams, Samuel Kim, Ludwig Gordonson and the great Kevin Kiner. May I put a special emphasis on how great Kevin Kiner is because that Bad Batch soundtrack is incredible. Brother, if you listen to this, damn.
5: Yeah. <laughs> well done.
1: All the Star Wars material here is, of course, created by the phenomenal artists at make his film. You can find the links to all of our stuff at StarWarsBinge.com, and you can share your thoughts with us on the Twitter. I miss anything?
2: We got it. You did it. You're all clear. He's <laughs> Daniel Mothershed. Twice the pride, double the fall. <laughs>
1: or perhaps my other alternative uh, sign off was your weakness will be will not be my downfall but I thought that was a little too it was just a little too far.
2: I have a joke about that that I'll tell you when we stop recording.
3: <laughs> and I'm Jeff Cook. A wise master does not reveal all his
2: secrets at once. You know why, Daniel? Because this is the way.
3: This is the way.
0: Army of the Republic broadcast, The Voice of the Outer Rim.